This is our first episode of making it through the... I forgot. <laughs> the mess. Hey, we're talking about healing out the heartbreak. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> we're making it through the mess. Mm-hmm. We're making it through the mess. We're making it through the mess. Hello. I'm Ham. I'm Yolanda. And this is our first episode of Making It Through the Mess. Making It Through the Mess. And through Making It Through the Mess, we're talking about real topics that affect all of us. So we're trying to connect the relevant with the revelation. revelation. So in today's conversation, we're going to talk about healing through heartbreak. And so this is a big, big, big topic. So what do you think about that? How do you want to start that off? It's hard. <laughs> Healing it through heartbreak is hard, but it's not impossible. No, it's not. It's not impossible, but there's a lot of work that comes yes. into that. And so before we begin, I want to talk about sometimes where it starts, and that's in the childhood. Yes. And a lot of us experience, if you notice or you speak to people, if they really start to do that inner work, mm-hmm. they'll find that they spend most of their adult life dealing with things in the first 18 years of their right. life. And I know that's definitely for me, so I'm not sure about with you. Yeah, I think if I could track my journey back, um, that's where it started for me as well. Um, so, and that, you know, that's not, I don't think it is always an intentional thing that happened in your childhood, mm-hmm. but you can trace it back to something that happened in your childhood that set some type of tone or some type mm-hmm. of thought process that you carry with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the same with me, and I didn't realize that because for me, I was a, I was a womanizer, so mm-hmm. I was I was dating multiple girls at one time, not realizing mm-hmm. that the, that all along I was looking for love, appreciation, and acceptance from my mom. Yeah. And if I didn't, since I wasn't getting it there, then I was seeking it through these other means. And I was hurting a lot of people because I'm hurt. Right. And oftentimes we do that, you know, hurting people hurt people. And sometimes unintentionally, they don't realize they're doing it, but they're going after that same desire for love, appreciation, and acceptance. And I'm not sure if you felt the same thing. Well, for me, it was more so, um, I guess I had a feeling of not being enough or not being able to do enough in order to get the um, acceptance that I that I wanted um, and that started for me you know I think maybe in high school mm-hmm. um, and so <clears throat> in not being able to receive that amount of acceptance then I began searching for it throughout the rest of my you know my life um, and so therein lies where you know heartbreak kind of begin to happen for me so um, and, and it was just simply hotel. yeah <laughs> That's what I started thinking about. Heartbreak. But it's a real thing. But it was just something simple, you know, and it, it could be like for me, it was just one simple request that ended up with a no. And then I felt like I wasn't good enough to mm-hmm. be able to do that thing. And so then I started trying to do a million other things to compensate for the no that I received with that one thing because I felt in, you know, inadequate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But then it seems like it's almost like this big giant ball of yarn or something that begins to unravel mm-hmm. because sometimes we think that we can put it in this little box or a compartment and push it off to a side and 
you know, I'm not going to deal with that anymore. But right. then it begins to impact us in different areas. Yeah. It begins to spill over. And we think that, okay, I can just hate a person because they did something wrong to me. And then it's not going to affect my job. It's not going to affect how I raise yeah. my kids. But it does. It begins to spill over and to affect everything and everybody. Yeah, you cannot compartmentalize that kind of hurt. Like you just, you know, there's no way. <clears throat> because our heart is the core of, you know, who mm -hmm. we are. You know, the issues of our heart is the core of who we are. So... It affects everything. It spills over, definitely. It's generational. Yeah. And we do, because when you look at hurting people hurt people. So if I'm hurt, then I may raise my children the same way to, to make sure that, okay, I'm going to make sure you're not hurt the way that I was hurt. Mm -hmm. And then we teach children, instead of raising them up in love, we mm -hmm. teach them and raise them in fear, hate, and all these other ways to, be, to manipulate others to get the love, acceptance, and appreciation. And then they go out, and then they begin to do the same thing. Yeah. And even if you're not intentionally or directly teaching them, how you respond to them is different when your heart is broken and you haven't dealt with the hurt versus how you respond once healing has come. And I've noticed that in my own life, you know, and even within the last month or so, God has shown me how my heart has changed, even with discipline, you know, the kids, because mm -hmm. I can just feel I'm not as angry. I'm not as mm -hmm. frustrated or disappointed. or So all of those feelings that were always welled up, you know, before are no longer there because of the healing of God. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't directly trying to teach my children that hurt, but I was responding and reacting through that hurt. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it can, whether it's directly or indirectly, it's still there and it has to be dealt with. Yeah, because it, it affects them too. Mm -hmm. Because then I'm teaching, I'm not teaching out of love. I'm teaching right. out of anger, anger. or yeah. frustration or even just the, the lack of maybe expectations, you know, yeah. because unmet expectations somewhere begin else. to, yeah, at some other place, mm -hmm. somebody don't even know them right. are being impacted by that other person, right. people that are in our past. And because of the pain of it, we don't want to even deal with it. Yeah. It's like a Pandora's box. We want to put it in the deepest abyss, lock that joke up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it no more. But the longer we do that, the more hardened our hearts become. Yes. And it becomes chained in the part of our makeup and our DNA right. where we can't move on from that. So then we're thinking about healing past heartbreak. You may look at somebody that's in front of you, mm -hmm. but actually it's, you know, mm -hmm. maybe your dad or mom or somebody way mm -hmm. in the back that started that seed of seed, the root of bitterness. And then that just kind of grew yeah, you, from year after yeah. year. And you pay it forward, but not in a good way. Yes, <laughs> like it's it paid forward yes. in the wrong way. So. Yeah. And that is not the inheritance that you want to pass to your children. Not at all. Not at all. And so that means that there's some work to be able to do. There's some things that we need to be able to get through to be able to say, okay, I want to stop the cycle. Right. And I want to be able to, if I look around and I, and, and just as we're, as we're talking right now, I want you to think about that. You know, all of us say, okay, what am I giving off? Am I talking and teaching in love? Yeah. Am I talking out of love and from a space of love? And oftentimes we know that we're not. Mm -hmm. And we know that there's some things that need to change, but then we're like, okay, well, I don't know how to make this stop because this is how I feel. Right. And I feel a certain way. And then oftentimes with emotions, you know, it's like the emotions in you know, your heart is yeah. moving in so many different places. Like, okay, well, how do I even get this cycle to even stop? Yeah. Right. And because those questions come and you don't have an answer, then you just keep pushing it or trying to push it. But all the while, like we talked about before, God is allowing that thing to be triggered or to bubble up so that he can help you address it. But, you know, it's easier for, we feel like it's easier for us to ignore it than to actually address it. Yeah, and it's easier to ignore it. But then also sometimes because we're hurt, we project that same hurt onto God. 
Yes. Because he's the healer, but then we look at him, maybe if we have a, I have an issue with a man, then I'm going to project that same thing. Well, he may be like other men mm -hmm. that let me down or people that have, have failed me or I had expectations for help. Right. They didn't help me. God's not going to help me. And then we feel like we're all alone and by ourselves when we do have help from him right. to be able to help us through that. And then plus, I don't think we even sometimes have a reference for a place of healing and freedom. Yeah. We can definitely tie into places and seasons of pain, yeah. frustration, anger, unmet expectations. We got like a slew catalog of that. Yeah. But then what does freedom look like for me? I, I, how do I kind of tie into that right, right there? Right. So every facet of your life then is affected. Even as a believer, your faith is affected because of heartbreak. Like, so it doesn't, mm -hmm. it's not just relationships with people. Your faith is affected because of what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Because then you can't love God and receive God's love the way that you should. Mm -hmm. And the one thing is that you can't walk in forgiveness. Yeah. And that's huge because in the scriptures, you know, Jesus talks about if you don't forgive, right. you can't be forgiven. Right. And that's huge. And you think about it. I used to think about it like this. Like, why go through like a lifetime? I'm not trying to say anything bad about anyone else. Mm -hmm. But why we go through this lifetime of trial and tribulation, mm -hmm. all the struggle just to get before God and wait for me. I know you're not. Yeah. And but the work may be difficult. Because mm -hmm. it's painful because you're trying to move past your emotions. And sometimes we get in our own way yeah. and we're there blocking our own blessings and blocking ourselves. But being able to say, OK, you know what? I need to be able to change. I want to be different. I don't want to continue to live with anger, frustration and pain. I want to have a new normal and the freedom that Jesus died to give me. I want that for myself. Yeah. And it's huge because when we think about I know when uh, when I was pastoring, Several years ago in um, in Germany, we preached a message about how forgiveness is treating a person as if they never wronged you. And we think about that. I want you to think of right now, if there's anyone here that has any hurts or pains, what does that look like for you to treat a person mm -hmm. as if they never wronged you? Think about the moments before they wronged you. How would you treat that person? So for me, that was always the clear indicator to say that, okay, I'm not walking in forgiveness. Right. I'm not doing that. And when you walk in unforgiveness, you're going to teach others how to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Just as we talked about, as far as being generational, as inheritance, something that you're paying for, it, but not in the right way. Right. So we have to find this pathway to love, mm -hmm. this pathway to find healing in the midst of this heartbreak. And there's some things as we go through life, we all are going to experience some type of heartbreak when right. we're dealing with relationships. But then there's going to be some things that need to happen in order for us to find a place of healing and peace in God. Right. So I wanted to talk real, real briefly about these commandments to healing. I, I will admit they were probably commandments to something else, but we won't say what that was. But that's for a whole nother message. But I have 11 things here just to kind of share with all of us to try to help us move past a position or a place of, of heartbreak so mm -hmm. that we can find healing. And we just want to have a, a super quick discussion about that. But one of the things that I have here, or the first thing is that pain is only temporary mm -hmm. and pain is not permanent. And for many of us, we may have experienced, I don't know if you know some people, mm -hmm. I, I know some people that have experienced pains for years and decades even that they just live with kind of like, it's like putting on some clothes and you think about if you have a jacket on and you've been wearing a jacket, no, better yet, like some dirty drawers. You know, you got some dirty drawers on, right? And think about wearing dirty drawers for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Just stinking. That's right, stinking, the they stink. It's just a mess, a hot mess. And so that's what we're doing. We're going around the, she didn't know I was gonna say this, but she <laughs> 
stank but drawers. stinking drawers that we walking around here. Right. You, but that's what it is. And we're passing it. And after a while, you know, after two or three days, they're already stinking. But just think about 20 years. Yeah. Funky. Rotten. Rotten attitude. But then we have to get to the place and understand that pain is only temporary. Yeah. And we don't have to continue to live with that same cycle of pain and to get to the place and say, you know what, I want to stop this. Mm -hmm. And I can stop. And, and all of us can. It's a decision that we make. But one thing, the second thing that I want to talk about here, as we're thinking about it, is pain is temporary because it's a temporary moment. And there comes this place where we need to, like it talks about in Proverbs 19.11, mm -hmm. to be able to overlook an offense, which is, which is, we'll get to that in a second. But that's a difficult thing for a lot of people to overlook an offense because of pride. Yeah. And because of pride, and I've been injured, and mm -hmm. I want to see the person pay. And that's actually it. I want to see this person pay. Mm -hmm. I want to see them. I want to see them burn for what they've done to me. Yeah. But this is where it gets to the second point of not to wild out. Mm. Because that's when we get to when someone hurts us, we want to hurt them or we right. want to hurt other people. Right. Even if somebody is even close to doing what they've done to us, or somebody in the past done to us before, we will burn them. Yeah. To make sure we let them know that I'm not the person to play with. Yeah. Yeah, and even if you're, even if you were on the right side of the offense, there's still, because there's a feeling inside of us that wants to feel justified and mm -hmm. feels as if, you know, I proved that this is where I was at and I was right. And so it's natural because our, our flesh just wants to feel better. Um, and so, you yeah, you definitely have to work to, and, and that was, I think, you know, my issue is, I had to learn to deal with my own personal hurt mm -hmm. um, and release that to God because it's so much more than that. You know, it's it's so much more than that. And it is more than that. And I think what's what is more than is it's about relationships. Yeah. And this was a conversation my father and I was having before he passed, probably about nine months. I was at the house and we talked about the difference between being right or being in a relationship. Right. And sometimes if we're hurt and we're projecting the hurt or the hurt or we was hurt, then we're not going to make sure we're going to make sure that someone else doesn't hurt us. Yeah. So I would rather be right than to work a relationship. But the God is relational. He is. And it's about love and forgiveness and grace and mm -hmm. being able to extend that to other people. But sometimes in the midst of us wanting to make sure that I'm not going to be done wrong. You're not going to treat me any kind of way. I'm going to show you that I ain't the one to be playing with. Right. And so we're projecting anger that somebody else did to us onto someone else. Yeah. then we b begin to bring these uh, big wedges and these gaps between us. Yeah. So now we don't begin to operate in love, but now we're operating in hate. Yeah, because you're hurting. I mean, and that's the thing about healing after Harvard, because you have to learn to deal with the fact that your hurt is temporary, but you've got to, with God, you can move past mm -hmm. it. Like you, you can move past it so that you can be in relationship, but it, it, it takes some work. It takes some work. And, and, and it does take some work. And I think in this next point is that we just have to be able to move on. Mm -hmm. And there comes a point, especially if you're in a relationship that if you're married and then there comes a time of divorce, it comes a time like I got to stop sending text messages. Mm -hmm. I got to stop, you know, trying to put sugar in somebody's gas tank. I got to mm -hmm. stop cutting up tires and, you know, trying to <laughs> use the kids. Come on now, people using the kids against mm -hmm. the other spouse. It's time out for that stuff. Yeah. And it comes time like, look, I got to just stop, cut my losses and move on. If there's no uh, means or hope that the relationship will repair itself, right. then let me not continue to do damage to this person or this relationship, you know, or even to myself, because mm -hmm. the longer you hold that in, the longer you retain anger, you begin to operate out of anger. Yeah. And then, you know, as, as the scriptures talk about, you know, a dried up spirit crushes the bones. Mm -hmm. Now all that stress and anger that you're holding within begins to affect you. 
Right. So you're in the same boat as the offender. <laughs> like, you know, there because and when God looks at things, you know, he looks at it from the, the entire picture. So it's not just about who may have wronged me. It's also about how I deal with that. And so that's why I have to I have to keep, you know, going to God. Um, but, yeah, you you is because forgiveness in order to heal helps you first. You know, mm -hmm. um, it, it releases you first. So I don't want to be in the same boat as my offender, but I do need to, you know, heal and pray for them, too. So yes. There's there's so many levels. <laughs> there, there, there are a lot, a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to focus on our own healing and wellness. Yes. Because often when someone's hurting you, you may look up everything in the book about what they're doing, how they did it wrong, how you were done wrong, mm -hmm. instead of turning and stopping. I know for me, when I was injured deeply, you know, that's what I started doing. I started looking at every angle that this person was doing toward me, everything bad that they're doing. But there came a day when it's like God speaking to me, like, you have to stop. Mm -hmm. You need to focus on your own wellness. Right. And not only that, but then I need to look in the relationship as far as what I may have done yeah. to this person. Maybe there was some wrong that I did. Mm -hmm. Not just that this person, because we can always come up with a thousand things that person does to us, right. but then I don't have anything that I've done to them. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a two-sided, you know, coin. I mean, you have to look at it from both sides, because that's how God is looking at it. He's not looking at, oh, this one person did this one big thing. You know, what, what, what part did you play in it? And then go to God with those things. If you don't know, then ask him, mm -hmm. you know, and he'll reveal that. But there's always something because when you're in relationship, you're not in a relationship with yourself, you know, so there's always something that you play as well as the other person as well. Yes. Every story sounds true until you hear the other side. Yeah. There's always this other part to that. And sometimes dealing with, with um, when you're dealing with this process, I know this is a little bit outside what we're talking about, but I remember there was a time when I, I didn't forgive my father for mm -hmm. something that he was, how he was treating my sisters. I just didn't agree with it. And, and so for years, I, even though I'm still talking to him, dealing with, I was harboring mm -hmm. unforgiveness. And there was a day when God came to me, it was like in the 90s, I was in Japan, and I'm, I'm looking out the, out, the, um, out the window, and he's telling me out, outside the patio doors, and he says, Hamp, you need to forgive your father. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, he did this, this, and this, and this. And God told me that I needed to just keep thinking about my dad every day. Mm -hmm. I was like, keep thinking about my dad, thinking about what he did? He's mm -hmm. like, every day. So every day for like five days, I thought about the stuff that my dad was doing. And it came like on the fifth day, what came to me was that my dad was doing the best he could with what he had. Yes. And, and, and then when, I, when that thought came to me, God said, well, can you forgive your father for mm -hmm. that? Can you forgive that he was doing the best he could? Because sometimes, we, like I was talking a little bit earlier, we hold these expectations over people's right. head. I expect you to live like this. I expect you to do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. When sometimes, no fault of their own, because you know, I'm not trying to speak bad negative about my father, but he may not have the capacity right. to do that, to have or do what I want him to do. And maybe he didn't even know that's what I was expecting for him. And sometimes we do that. We project um, different expectations on people that they don't even know yeah, that exist. Yeah. So then I'm mad at him for something he doesn't even know about. And in that time, I was like, okay, I understand it. Cause there's things even for me, not even just talk about my father, but there's things that I don't have the capacity to be able mm -hmm. to do. So there's things that we all have different boundaries on that we may not be able to, to uh, accomplish, but then we need to extend grace. So then I extended grace to my dad. And then actually in that conversation, I told you about, you know, before my father passed, he told me that mm -hmm. he said, you know, Hamp, I was doing the best I could with what I had. Mm -hmm. And this was it. And, and so he repeated the same words that the Lord had spoke 
almost 20 years prior, wow. the same thing. And I was like, wow, you know, that's huge because what we have to get to this place where we're willing to deal with the pain, mm -hmm. to deal with why we're angry and to face it head on. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I, I knew that the, the difference had to come when I had to remove myself from the emotions and the feelings. Yeah. And I had to deal with it from a perspective of black and white. This is what it is. Not emotions, because as long as you're dealing with the emotional side, you're going to be like a roller coaster. I'm, I'm going That's up and true. down. I'm doing the loop-de-loop -loop and back and around. But then when I just looked at it without the emotions, and I, I was like, okay, my dad, this is what happened. Or even in my situation, or someone else that offends me, this person is hurt for this reason. Mm -hmm. It was painful. Some people, I mean, there's some people that went after me with all that they had, but then realizing that God's kept me, that there's something to be thankful for yeah. in a relationship, but then I understand that this person's hurting. Yeah. Now, it doesn't condone what somebody does right. at all, but it does say that they're hurting. And I acknowledge that and then I can move to forgive. Yeah, because we're not perfect. Like there's no one who's perfect. We all have our own isms and schisms mm -hmm. and we all have things that we've dealt with um, and encountered throughout life. And so I think like like I was saying earlier, that's the portion of getting past my own feelings and emotions, not to say that they mm -hmm. aren't real. But when you put yourself looking, when you look at things from a different vantage point, that you can see a different perspective. And so, um, and that's important because everybody needs healing. Everybody mm -hmm. is searching for healing from something. Mm -hmm. And we all respond from that place until we do. You we know, do. To, yeah. yeah, and it reminds me of Toy Story 4, uh, 4 with, the, with the little baby, uh, with, the, with the doll. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember her name, but she was so, she was just wilding on people. But all she wanted was love and acceptance. Right. And as soon as she found that, it was like everything was all good. Yeah. Now, there's another story for Sporky. We won't deal with Sporky right now, but yes. that's a whole... Maybe we can yeah. Yeah, there's another one. whole other video. Yes. Yeah, so if you watch it, there's a lot of there's a lot of messages in Toy Story yeah, 4, Toy but Story I think it was 4. good. But yeah. I think what what's here when you're speaking is what well, reminds me about about giving people room and space. Yeah. Because in a relationship when you're with people, people are going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. People are going to let you down. People are not going to to um, uphold everything you think about them, even in our relationship. Yeah. There are things that you and I may say or do, maybe not, un maybe unintentional, mm -hmm. maybe intentional, but it, but I still have to show, be able to extend grace, love, and mercy to you yeah. so that you'll have the space and room to grow and that our relationship can grow and then you have the opportunity to find healing. Because right. you can't find healing if, if I'm always coming at you, coming at you, then you're in a position of, of defense or you yeah. want to be on the, on the offensive and want to be able to attack. Yeah. And then we're, we're steered away from really what the point is, is trying to find healing and peace so that we can love one another as God would want us to do. Right. Um, when, when I think also as far as another point here is to ignore the haters in the peanut gallery. Mm -hmm. There's always opinions are like noses. Everybody got one. Somebody is going to say something. Right. And. I think in my relationships, depend and depending on what was going on, there's people that's going to gossip about you. People are going to talk bad about you. People are going to share half truths, things that are not even true. It's like, look, I can't even. I'm not even focused on that. Hmm. You know, because as as scripture says, every 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 uh, story sounds true until you hear the other side. Hmm. Then I have to know and be secure that okay, that's not the truth. Right. I'm not going to try to chase down every last single person that ever said something bad to me. People are going to talk bad about you, even if you treat them right. Mm -hmm. Think about even with Jesus. Yeah. You know, Jesus is like, well, asking the disciples, you know, who do who do men say that I am? Mm -hmm. Oh, Elijah. You know, one of the prophets. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, that's not who I am. Right. But but that's maybe their 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 perspective on things, and right. so people are going to have their perspective. 
But then even in those situations, we need to be able to pray for them mm -hmm. because that wrong perspective, even if, if I'm hurt, you think about what you may be doing. You know, if I'm hurt, I'm going to all, if I'm not processing it right, I'm always going to speak about that person in a negative light. And that's going to spread to other people. Other people are going to pick that up. Yeah. You're talking like that around your kids. They're going to pick that up and they're going to run with that. Right. So then I'm beginning to judge this person and then I'm causing other people to sin. Yeah. I'm bringing other people into temptation and sin and hate possibly because of offense that I had that I don't want to let go of. Right. But, you know, but I want to let everyone know here today that there's healing in forgiveness. There's healing in the process of heartbreak and finding healing through God. And it's a process that we all go through. But being able to face it and to be able to face it head on and to be able to first to be able to acknowledge where you are. Right. If you've hurt people, then acknowledge I've hurt some people and to be able to apologize for what we've done and to be able to process um, the emotions that we had so that we separate them so that we can find our way and our pathway to understand what God will have us to do which is find truth and healing yes. in him yes. so I, I think when, when we're in this process what I want all of us to consider and I want what I want all of you to consider as we're going through is really to think about I want you to spend some time even to write down the people that you may have an alt against mm -hmm. something that um, you don't have to write in detail what it is because often when you write their name if you think about writing their name you kind of come back to what's going right. on in a relationship and then when you think about this person, I want you to think about there may be a situation, maybe you didn't do anything, but they may have done something to you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think going back to God to think that maybe this person didn't have the capacity. Maybe this person was hurting. Mm -hmm. Maybe this person didn't have the, the knowledge that they needed because they were hurting too. And to ask whether or not you're willing or ready to be able to separate yourself from those emotions to yeah. say, okay, I'm not going to speak from a place of, of, of pain and anger, but a place of peace because I need healing for myself. Mm -hmm. And I, that I'm willing to be able to forgive this person for what they've done to me. I'm willing to, to overlook this offense right. because the scripture says it's to your glory to mm -hmm. overlook offense. That means to your health, it's to your benefit, it's mm -hmm. to your honor to be able to look something occurs. Now, I'm not saying that this is easy. No. It is not an easy process because often it's just making getting past past your feelings and yes. emotions. But if you make a decision, it all forgiveness is is a decision. Yeah. When you say, you know what, I'm gonna forgive somebody, mm -hmm. and I and I always I tell a story like this. If you think about somebody that may have cut you off, most days you would be like super mad, road rage, I'm going off. But then you're like, you know what, today's a nice day outside. I'm just not gonna get mad. Right. You make a decision inside to say, you know what? I'm not going to get mad at him. Mm -hmm. Your whole body begins to respond to that. Yes. Everything begins to calm down. You begin to like, okay, shoo, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Forgiving someone is the, the same, same thing. Way. It's the same process and principle. It is a decision. Yeah. When you make a decision to forgive, your emotions are going to respond. Right. And then we have to deal with the backlash of what other people are going to say, what your heart tries to say, because mm -hmm. your heart tries to condemn it, you, yes. what Satan is trying to do to you to try to tell you that you're a punk or you don't need to forgive. I'm just keeping it 100. It's going right. to tell Someone's you all. Yeah, somebody getting over on you, because that's why we don't want to forgive, because we want revenge. And then we don't <laughs> want to seem like we know punk and I, I ain't the right. one to be messing with. Right. So I'm going to show you who I am. No, it's about humility yes. and finding our peace with God. Yes. And even in those relationships, 
in certain situations where there's thank thankfulness, mm -hmm. where I can be thankful. There's people that have hurt me, I thank God for. Yeah. I thank God for what I've learned and for how God's grown me in that situation to where even like with Joseph, when you come out of that situation, then you're like, man, you know, I, I've had an opportunity to be able to, to help others, mm -hmm. even though I may have went through some negative things, okay. to be able to say that and be able to experience that. So uh, I didn't know if there was any other things that you wanted to share on your heart before, I, before we kind of close out. Yeah, no, I just, you know, just keep giving God your heart. I think the, you know, I talk a lot about David, you know, and he was just very honest and open with God, with his feelings and mm -hmm. where he was, even when he just wanted God to just kill them all, <laughs> you know, I mean, just to just get them, Lord, you know, um, but just being mm -hmm. honest with God about where you are, even if it's because the one huge factor for me was just, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm being a pushover or somebody's mm -hmm. walking over me or get taking advantage of me like that. Is like a huge pet peeve like don't take advantage of me and that hurts when you feel you are being taken advantage of but I I, I give that to God rather than lashing out on this person or on these people or at my job or with my kids or with my spouse I've got to keep going to God with those things and that's where the healing starts admitting where I am what I'm feeling and then go to the right person because you telling it to the person that's here it's not gonna do anything but heap you know, yeah. gasoline and more. Yeah, it's just going to stir up the issue. Mm -hmm. That's part of the problem is we're talking to the wrong people. Yes. <laughs> Go to God. Like, talk to God about where you are. Let the process begin there yes. because he knows how to deal with every heart of right. every man or woman. That's right. <laughs> Let the word wash over you as yes. well and continue to walk in the word, yeah. follow after the Lord to help you to get the guidance that you need to be able to heal through heartbreak. And I pray that all of you can. I you know, had a lot of, well, maybe I don't want to say maybe I had a lot of details, a lot of several different things that we discussed, but it's definitely something that requires more time and attention and we could talk about it on video um because uh, are you keeping the part about the comments and keep talking this is this is our take oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> we're recording let's go <laughs> oh we keeping this oh yes we're keeping it oh my gosh it's so silly but yeah, so um, making it through the mess, you know, this is our little podcast situation, but healing after heartbreak is definitely something that you cannot, mm -hmm. you know, accomplish overnight. You can't accomplish. We can't even talk about all the details in one video, um, but we do want you to be encouraged mm -hmm. to know that you can heal, that God can bring healing to your life after heartbreak because he loves you and he wants you to operate in love to receive love and to give love. So, amen. Yeah. Amen. So one thing, just as, as my wife said a little bit earlier, we definitely want to continue to communicate with you and connect with you about this topic and things that may be on your heart and mind, different questions you have, or even if we need to come back again, maybe it'll be episode, you know, it'll be episode 371. We're still talking about still healing talking after about. heartbreak. <laughs> and there may be more that we need to discuss after that because there's like, like she said, there's so many layers like peeling back an onion. And that's why I want you to think about right now, we're just peeling off the, the onion or we're looking at the onion. 
yeah. and just think that, okay, I see that it's an onion and now I need to begin to peel those, those, those layers back. Because as you know, when you have an onion, you just can't just take a bite into it. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to, I always have this process of where I cut off that outer shell and then be and able to, to get into it, it to yes. dissect it. So yeah. now this is a part of that process, the dissecting part. And so we're so excited to be able to have this time with you and just to share. This is our first podcast. We're keeping, we just laughed all the way through as we watched it again, because this is a little bit later. And I hope that you're going to enjoy the, the bridge, the singing that she's doing. I'm so excited about that. Um, so we'll be taping that in just a little bit, but we definitely uh, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. And we just pray that you'll continue to join us for more episodes of Making It Through the Mess, because that's what we're doing. That's Sometimes doing. things that's is life. messy in life. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. It's life. And we're just trying to help one another to get through and to be able to glorify God and to find healing, wholeness, and freedom in Him. Amen. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to my beautiful wife and close us out in prayer. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity, God, to um, share our lives, share what you've done for us, Lord God. We thank you for everything that we've been through because the word says that we can count it all joy. God, we pray that you will touch the hearts and the minds of those that are listening, Lord God, because we know that they need you just as much as we need you, Father. And you are the answer. You are the remedy. You are the one that meets the need. Father, I pray that they will just release to you the things that are in their hearts. God, I pray, Lord God, that you will help them to identify the areas where they are hurting, Lord God, and where they need healing, Father God, and that they will, Lord God, accept the process because it is a process. But you are willing, you, Lord God, you are more than able to walk with them just as you've walked with us and are walking with us to heal, Lord God, through um, through your word, through your love, Father God, and to just keep working to make it through the mess. God, we love you. We thank you. And we just want to lift up your name and give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So until the next time, keep looking to the hills. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye.